Welcome to Down in the Den. I am your host, Mars, and thank you for joining us. I have been up since three in the morning watching WandaVision, watching it again, taking notes. Also, I can bring you guys the season finale, maybe the series finale. There's room, who knows, review of WandaVision episode nine. So without any further ado, we're going to get into it. Let's go. So episode nine begins literally where episode eight left off. We're in a a fight between Agatha and she has the kids held hostage and Wanda is there facing off. And uh, we have a quick display, a little bit of exposition about what's going on and their powers. And uh, they begin to battle and a purple versus red magic battle. And um, the pacing of the battle left a little bit to be desired as far as Agatha versus Wanda. And I certainly understand Wanda is a novice with her magic, so it makes sense. But Agatha is not. Agatha is a, as far as we know, centuries old uh, witch. And in the comic book, she's actually thousands of years old so with her being an expert in the use of magic and Wanda being this all-powerful being I certainly expected a little bit more fireworks between the two we've seen in Doctor Strange as well as Affinity War the way that a trained magic user can use their magic in so many creative ways so I was a little disappointed that it became a battle of the purple lasers versus the red lasers but overall i was still very very satisfied with the season finale um i have heard other reviewers a little bit of disappointment being expressed even the director of the show tempered people's expectations and advised that some people will be disappointed I feel that the people that are disappointed and people like myself are responsible because we put our theories out there. But we always tell you with these theories, with these leaks, to take them with a grain of salt. In most cases, most theories or and or leaks are simply just a combination or culmination of other people's theories and leaks. And Marvel was really, really good at not letting stuff get out. Some things that are legitimately claimed as leaked are just guess because at the end of the day, there's mathematically only so many ways a story can go. So we can all theorize with our thoughts, but I think when they said it was Agatha all along, they meant it. It would make no sense to make an awesome theme song saying it's Agatha all along and then saying, except she's being run by another person and also I think people should keep in mind that just because it's the season finale there's connective tissue this is a story of two underutilized characters and two underutilized actors so the focus is not going to be on bringing Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch or uh, other characters in because now you're stealing from the focus I feel if they hadn't been mentioned in episode one through eight it would have been really jarring to see magneto pop up out of nowhere or professor x pop out of nowhere so i I was really satisfied 
with the finale. I took it for what it is, and it's the story of Wanda putting her on her next level to become the Scarlet Witch, and the story of Vision becoming his next version, which is Spectral Vision. So I was very, very satisfied with where it took me and where it left me, but the battle scene between the two witches left a little bit to be desired. So after Wanda gets in a brief battle with Agatha, she does a callback to uh, Civil War where she takes one of the cars after uh, Agatha tells her she drains the powers from those who aren't worthy. Uh, she decided, okay, well, I threw a power bolt at Agatha and she started to decay a little bit. So she said, okay, instead of aiming the powers at you, which you could simply use against me, I'm going to use this car. And it shows that her training with Captain America and the other Avengers came into play. And I thought that was a nice little callback that even though she's been an emotional wreck and she really doesn't know the limits of her powers and she was ignorant in that fact, she's still an Avenger and has been an Avenger for almost a decade now. Keep in mind, it's 2023 and Age of Ultron happened in 2014. So she's been an Avenger for nine years now, even though five of those years she was uh, snapped away. It doesn't mean that she doesn't have training. And she was trained by some of the best minds and warriors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I thought that was a nice callback. It was also very cool that when she went to find the body, it was a very Wizard of Oz, we see Agatha's boots, which I thought was a pretty funny callback. And then soon after the battle between Agatha and Wanda, we see Spectral or White Vision show up. And I thought that was very awesome. Now, I thought they would show how he got in there. I assume he just phased through because he has that ability. But he shows up in the hats in his Spectral Vision form. And Wanda is instantly very happy to see him. And they embrace. And I was thinking for just a brief moment when she said Vision, I was going to hear James Spader's voice come out and say, not exactly. But instead, we hear Paul Bettany's voice and he says Wanda like he normally does. And it looks like he's about to caress her face. But instead, he picks her up by the sides of her head and starts to crush her skull. And even though she has power, I think she was just so shot by the love of her life attacking her. She didn't do anything, but then we see regular vision or Wanda's vision, no pun intended, come through the rescue. And their fight scene was a lot better. Uh, this is a tradition with Marvel where you have dark version or evil version of yourself fighting. We saw it in Iron Man. We saw it in Ant-Man. We saw it in Hulk, Incredible Hulk, uh, Age of Ultron, Vision is the good version of Ultron was a bad version. Uh, we see that as a common theme, a dark or shadow version of themselves, and not just in the MCU. In superhero movies in general, the bad guy is generally a darker version of the hero. You can go to Superman, and General Zod is a dark version of Superman. So this is a theme that's well used and often used in comic book movies this is no different 
but I feel their battle, even though they had similar powers, was extremely awesome. And I think that is simply because Paul Bettany is fantastic in this role. I've seen Paul Bettany in other movies before, and I've always thought he was a good actor. But really, WandaVision has really shown me, wow, this guy is uber talented. He can do comedy. He can do seriousness. He can do romance. He can do action. He can do everything. And I am glad that we will have a version of Vision to continue in the future. And uh, their battle was awesome. They go through it back and forth. And all through it, the purple vision or or the vision that we're used to is trying to speak logically and diplomatically same that he did when he faced Ultron and say, hey, can't we resolve this peacefully? It just shows how even though this guy has threatened his wife to crush his wife's head, he is still a good and pure being. That's one of the reasons he was worthy of picking up Thor's hammer is because he is a pure and good being and their battle was awesome. It landed where they started having this philosophy discussion and metaphysical discussion about a ship. Uh, I'm not the biggest on philosophy, but I thought that was very awesome, their conversation. And it ended, uh, I thought it was going to end with the two merging since uh, the regular vision, the vision that we're normally used to, doesn't actually have a physical form outside of the hat. So I thought it was going to lead to them emerging. And then essentially they did as the Wanda's vision unlocked all of Spectral Vision's memories. And it was a very awesome scene where we saw his robotic cold eyes turn to Paul Bettany's eyes. And essentially now we have a copy of that vision that is the regular vision in the spectral vision form. So we didn't say goodbye to Paul Bettany. He will be back at some point. Um, I'm not sure when, but he will be back some point at a spectral vision form. And he's his own synthesoid now. He's his own man. And I'm interested to see where that goes. So now we cut to Monica, uh, Photon, Spectrum, whatever she's going to be. And we see that she is captured by Pietro. The last time we saw them two was at the end of episode uh, eight, where we saw that Monica had discovered the basement to Agatha's Chamber of Horrors and Pietro or Pietro rolls up on her and tells her Snoopers going to snoop. I would have loved to seen how he captured her, being that she's a skilled sword agent and she has powers, but he takes her to his man cave and it looks, I think, purposely designed, very similar to how he had his place in the X-Men movies. Because he has super speed, he had a man cave or a basement full of goodies that he was able to procure because he's super fast, which make him a super thief because no one would see him. So having all this cool stuff around, it gave me hope for a moment that this indeed was Pietro under a spell from the X-Men universe. And I think that was done by design. We see him have a little bit of conversation with Monica and 
she tries to escape. He uses his super speed. He does a little poke, which I'm assuming the momentum of his speed is what makes that poke so dangerous. And for a moment, you're wondering, okay, how did he get all this power? Even if he's under control by Agatha, I do not believe Agatha has the ability to give anyone powers. So what's going on there? She discovers a package with the name Ralph Boner on it, as well as a photograph with the name Ralph Boner on it. And she says, oh, you're Ralph Boner. You, that's who you really are. And he pretty much challenges to a rematch. She then uses her karate to take him out or take him down. She uses her powers to see where the power source is coming from or the control is coming from. She realizes it's a necklace. She rips it off and he instantly gives up. And we never see him again for the rest of the episode. A lot of reviewers are disappointed that, okay, this is Ralph, but it's not Pedro. We have heard rumors, or not even rumors, confirmation that we will see Evan Peters' character again. I think that was a misdirect. Ralph Boner, funny name, but that's right in line with what Pietro would do. He's a bit of a trickster, a bit of a jokester, a bit of a smart aleck. So I do still hold hope that this is indeed the Pietro from the X-Men universe and that perhaps he took on another identity in this world. Um, I'm still holding out. If he's coming back, I don't foresee anyone being interested in Ralph Boner, and I think there's a big reveal coming in the in the near future. But uh, ultimately, the battle between Pietro and uh, Monica left a bit to be desired just for the sheer lack of answers. We know who Ralph is, but uh, I, I don't think that's Ralph. I'm still holding hope that this is going to end up being the Pietro from the X-Men universe, and we'll get more of those answers in the Multiverse of Madness. We now cut to outside of the Hets in the sword base, and my favorite character of the series, Agent Wu. She want to mess with Wu. He's still using his sneaky position, uh, magician abilities. He takes the phone, and he's just so cool under pressure. He's handcuffed by Hayward, and he pretty much lets him know, hey, my FBI buddies are coming within an hour, and you're going to jail. You have broken the Sokovia Accords. I know a lot of people assumed or even thought that Hayward was a bigger, big, bad Mephisto nightmare or something to that effect. But it just shows that he was a bureaucrat that was all about protecting his own interests. And he was corrupt, just like in real life. And, and, and it makes perfect sense. But it was very cool that we saw the callback to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Agent Wu was able to use his flourish to distract Hayward, take his phone, get himself put uh, locked away in a dungeon where he was alone. He used a safety pin to get out of the handcuffs and call backup. So once again, Agent Wu to the rescue. This man doesn't get a spinoff. Marvel is just throwing 
away millions of dollars. Hell, he could be the new Stan Lee. I wouldn't mind Agent Wu taking the place of someone like Coulson, who used to be in uh, the first uh, phase of Marvel. Maybe phase four, we can have Agent Wu investigating a lot of the things that go on in phase four. I would be down for it. So if he's not already etched up for those plans, Marvel, get on it. You've got a great character, compelling character, fantastic actor, and the people love him. And you got to give the people what they want. Now, in the continuation of the never-ending witch battle, Wanda wanders into town after leaving Vision to fight Vision. Monica's fighting Pietro. Wu's fighting Hayward. Everybody is paired off on their own respective battles. And Wanda is searching the town of Westview for Agatha. Agatha always has the high ground. She's very Obi-Wan Kenobi, just sniping Wanda with magic. And then we have a big reveal. A lot of the characters we've seen from the previous episodes, Herb, Dottie, uh, and the rest of the gang are all in the middle of town all doing what they were programmed to do, essentially, by Wanda. And Agatha cuts the puppet strings, and everyone starts coming towards Wanda. All of the main characters that we've grown to know and love throughout the series start coming towards uh, Wanda. And for a moment, you think, oh, man, she's going to have to slaughter all of these characters because they're definitely going to attack her now that they have been broken from the spell. Uh, But what we find out is that these people don't really want to attack her. They just want to get out. By Wanda believing she's giving them a better life, like she's doing for herself, she didn't realize that all her pain and grief that she's been deflecting has been soaking and poisoning the people of the town. That's why they were in so much pain That's why they wanted to get out. Not because their life had changed into a sitcom, but instead, when they are able to sleep, they're having her nightmares. They're having her horror. All that trauma is being shared. So it's such a hard existence that one of the characters even says, hey, if you're not going to free us, just let us die. Poor Dottie, who we were led to believe was a bad guy or potentially Cleo or potentially a part of a coven or something like that. Um, we just find out she's just a character named Sarah. So it's very creative how the creators of the show and the showrunner and the directors and the writers were able to have so many threads of people that you thought were potentially big bads. In reality, it was Agatha all along and it was Wanda all along. Everything that we saw at face value was the truth. And everything else was a misdirect. But it was very interesting to see Herb say, I don't recognize my own voice. We saw Sarah say, I I just want to see my daughter. Maybe she could be friends with uh, your sons in the storyline. Maybe we could do a bully episode. They they just want a little bit of relief, a little bit of freedom from what's been happening to them over this time. Uh, And... Wanda, eventually, you know, she's so distraught about what she's been doing to these people in her grief, once again, just showing 
how much of a novice she is and how lack of control she ends up strangling these people. And Agatha says something to the effect of heroes don't torture people, let these people go, which of course was a ploy by her for her to open the hats and let these people out. And Wanda does. She agrees. She says, I'm going to let everyone out. She starts to open the hats. And then we see the sad reveal that not only Vision, who was created in the hats and is only able to survive and function within the hats, but also Billy and Tommy, Speed and Wiccan, start to disintegrate in that very House of M style. And we realize that, oh, wow, they are connected to the hats too, which that surprised me. I really thought that they would be able to live on uh, without the hats. Um, and I still definitely feel they'll be coming back. In fact, we know, and, and we'll get into that later, why we know they'll be coming back. But um, we also see Agatha reveal the Darkhold, that book that we had thought uh, was the Darkhold. Once again, everything at face value, all the speculation, we knew it was the Darkhold. I think this further shows that Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and some of the other shows, I believe the Darkhold was not only featured on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it was also featured on The Runaways. And this Darkhold looks completely different and looks more in line with the design of the books from uh, Dr. Strange. So, um, I mean, perhaps the book takes different formats depending on who it who it is, but I think this just further shows that um, Agent of Shield was not canon, and and and, um, and and that's fine with me. Uh, with the multiverse, I believe at the end of Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, they will wrap up all of those shows somehow in the multiverse, similar to what DC did with Infinite Crisis. Um, but that's neither here nor 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 there. Uh, the battle between one and the town folks was pretty interesting. And uh, I dug it. I dug it overall. Save Westview or save your family? What a hell of a choice. After Wanda frees the people and opens up the hats, once again, we, we realize that, wow, her family, everything she knows, she loves, has been connected to the hats. And as she opens the hats, she starts to lose her family it also gives an opportunity for Hayward to let his cronies in. And sure enough, they invade the Hats, which thankfully Darcy was there to take care of Hay Hayward because he was a douchebag to the highest order. Also, we saw that Wanda was able to put the Hats back together to save her family, to give her enough time to deal with with Agatha and everything that Agatha was doing. And it was very awesome how they did it. Now, I, I wasn't a fan of the previous witch battle, but when they really went all out, I did like that. And one thing that was awesome, she flies up to meet Agatha, and Vision tries to help, but she keeps him from helping. And she just says, here, you want the magic, you want the power, you can have it and she just starts blasting Agatha with power and she in at first it just appears that she's completely reckless and she doesn't know what she's doing but she's missing her sometimes and then hitting her other times and Agatha 
like the greedy, greedy gal she is, she says, I want it all. I want every bit of your magic. And it appears that she gets it. And Wanda's withered away. and She's just floating in the air. And then, just like any Faustian deal, we hear her say, and when I say her, I mean Agatha. We see Agatha say, I can't fix the hat. So once the spell is cast, we can't change it. But thanks for the magic. And she goes to blast Monica, Monica, I'm sorry, Wanda out of the sky. And we notice that those times where she missed, she was actually creating rooms, which was a callback to the previous episode, letting her know, hey, it was all a ploy. You don't need to tell me who I am. I know who I am. And it was very similar to Iron Man's final battle with Thanos, even to the point where they raised the same head hand. It was a very neat parallel. But instead of saying, I am Iron Man, she says, I know who I am. And she turns to the full version of the Scarlet Witch with the head, crown, the gear. I think the costume was awesome. And uh, she just overpowers uh, Agatha, not only overpowers her, but gives her a fate worse than death. Agatha says something to the fact that she had her Killmonger moment and said, you're just going to lock me up. I was waiting for her to say, throw me in in the ocean with my ancestors. But instead, Wanda says, no, I'm not going to lock you up. You're going to stay right here. And I'm going to put you in the role that you selected for yourself as a nosy neighbor. And she transfers her pretty much back to Agnes. And before she transfers her back or transforms her back to Agnes, she says, hey, you're going to need me. And Wanda says, well, if I do, I know where to find you because you'll be right here. So I'm glad they didn't destroy her. I'm glad they went the hammer route because uh, Catherine Hahn as Agatha slash Agnes is awesome. And I think eventually she's going to make that face turn and she'll become an ally. Hopefully she'll be featured in uh, Doctor Strange. But uh, it it was a very awesome, awesome battle. It was Wanda versus the world and, and Wanda ended up being victorious. Now, it was rumored that the ending would be sad and it was somewhat sad after everyone had been defeated Wanda had one more moment where she goes back to her home with her family and she knows that as the hat starts to crumble and come down that she's going to lose her family. And Vision even says, you know, we've everyone will have their happy ending except for us, essentially. And uh, she tucks her kids away and there's a very poignant moment where she says, thank you for choosing me to be your mother. And it was really sad because she knows, and the kids probably know that, hey, when we go to sleep, we're not coming back. We're we're, we're going to disappear with the hats. Uh, she goes to turn off the lights uh, like they've done on previous episodes. Vision turns the light back on, and he says something to the effect of, I heard it's bad luck to you know say goodnight in the dark, which she promptly disputes and and she knows him so well and he asks her you know uh, you know what am i and she says something to the effect of you're my your blood your 
your bones, your your wires, you're my grief, but mostly you're my love. And uh, they, they've had a lot of great moments like that throughout uh, the show where you see they really care for each other. They really are, are meant for each other, really soul soulmates. And uh, Vision then says, you know, at one point I was a voice without a body. Another point I was a body, but I wasn't human. Now I'm a memory made real. We'll see what I'll be in the next life. And uh, and that's that's awesome. I can't wait to see these two characters reunited. Uh, they've earned it. And I know it's going to happen eventually. But uh, it, it was really awesome. And then we see from the view of the hats as it goes over the town and converts it back to its original state. And Wanda comes out. You know, the people are kind of looking at her now that they're free. And Monica says, hey, you know, these people will never know what you sacrificed to give them back your life. Because in all honesty, if it wasn't after Agatha was defeated, there was really no one that could stop Wanda. And she could have kept it going if she wanted, especially with this new knowledge that she has. But she chose to free the people. She leaves and Monica lets her know, hey, given the circumstances, if I had the abilities, I would do the same thing. I would bring my mother back. So we saw this tale while it was about Wanda and about Vision and setting them up for the future of the MCU and setting up some things for the MCU. It was really a story of grief and overcoming and dealing with grief. And so she puts her hoodie on. She flies and she goes into her full uh, Scarlet Witch form and she flies away in credits. But then, of course, as we had over the last previous two episodes, there were some post credit scene this time, too. And spoiler alert, but obviously if you're here listening to the review, hopefully you've watched the episode. And if you didn't watch the episode to stay long enough to absorb both post-credit scenes, shame on you. This is an MCU product. We knew there were going to be some post-credit scenes. And the first one is of uh, Wu, Agent Wu and Monica. And, uh, you know, they talk about, hey, what what authority looks good on you? And they say, hey, uh, Darcy left because... She doesn't do the whole uh, debrief, the brief for the week, which is awesome. And they, I, I think there was a line in there. She said, debrief is for the week. If you've noticed, Darcy has done some incredible streets, uh, feats of strength uh, since going into the hats. She knocked out that one agent with one single punch. We've never seen her being a fighter before in the two previous Thor movies. We saw her break the locks with ease when she was uh escape artist some say that was because she was an escape artist but i wouldn't be surprised if if darcy hasn't been mutated in some form and now has super strength but uh you know we'll see we know that she has some other uh shows or uh, marvel projects in line so i'm interested to see her future i'm a big big fan of uh cat dennings for sure and um so that's the first post-credit scene. And 
then a, a agent calls Monica away and says, hey, you know, they want to speak with you in the theater. They go into the theater and the agent is revealed to be a scrawl. And she says, hey, uh, a friend of your mother, he, emphasis on the he, wants to see you. And, and she says, where? And she just points to the sky. And I think that's clear as day that that's Nick Fury and um, the sword base that we saw in Far From Home. That's where she's headed. And keep in mind, Far From Home is after this, which makes some of the lines in Far From Home really, really uh, poignant and awesome that they connect. And I'm wondering, was Far From Home originally supposed to come out? If you remember, it was rumored that one, that uh, Scarlet, I'm sorry, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home at one point was going to be uh, the beginning of Phase 4, but instead they made it more of a epilogue to phase three. And we remember the teacher talking about witches and, and I wonder if the writers of far from home, since this took place, knew what was going on or going to happen in WandaVision. If not, then it's just some awesome coincidences. But, uh, we see, okay, we know where we're going to see photon nets, but we know it's going to be captain Marvel too. Um, but, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to see Samuel Jackson in the scrolls in Captain Marvel 2 for sure. And of course, leading into uh, Secret Evasion. And then we have our second post credit scene where we see Wanda's isolated herself. She's got a little cabin all by herself and looks like she's just making tea and tidying up. But in reality, just like Dr. Strange was able to take his essence and, and study and become gifted as his abilities as the supreme sorcerer we see wanda going through the dark hole and we hear her kids call out and boom red chaos magic credits continue to roll so i think this is where we're gonna get the breakdown of the multiverse she is now read the dark hole through and through we know the book is inherently evil we know her destiny as a Scarlet Witch is to destroy the world, but I think it's more than that. I think her goal to bring her children back is going to break the multiverse. So I'm super excited to see where we go on. So that's our recap, our overall review. I give this four out of five stars, a solid four, which is great. Better than good, great, not perfect, but great. And a great introduction into phase four. A great introduction into this multiverse saga. I'm super excited to see Spider-Man 3. I'm sorry, uh, No Way Home. I'm super excited for Doctor Strange. Um, I'm super excited to see these characters again. I'm super excited for the MCU. And in two weeks, we're going to get Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I'm just stoked. Um, it's going to be sad next week not to have WandaVision to look at. But... A week later, we're going to get uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then we're going to have that, that uh, I believe it's going to come in at the same time slot. Um, we're going to have that scheduled viewing, which is an old thing, but a new. Um, it's different from what Netflix did, where they would just drop things off, which I'd love to binge watch, but it's also very cool 
having that throwback appointment viewing that you're looking forward to something every Friday, especially something as awesome as Marvel. It's like having a brand new Marvel release every Friday. So I am very stoked for this. Overall, once again, I give the episode four stars out of five. It was great. I give the overall season four stars out of five. It was great. And uh, I loved it. And I can't wait to see where we go. So uh, that's been season one of WandaVision. I hope you guys have enjoyed the reviews and the recaps. Thank you so much. We're going to take a break next week since there is no MCU. And uh, then the week after, we'll go ahead and review the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So as always, thank you so much for listening to Down in the Den. Remember, it's hashtag DITD on Twitter. Like, subscribe. Please share. Once again, we're growing. And follow Mars, M-A-R-Z, Entertainment on YouTube. That is our YouTube channel. We will be having videos posted very, very soon to go along with the podcast. And we also have some other shows. Uh, we're going to have a wrestling show, Heal to Face Wrestling. Um, we're going to have our political show, Politics as Usual, so we can make sure that we're giving you what you want on Down in the Den. Um, it's all going to be about pop culture and, and entertainment as usual. And then we'll have those other uh, shows and and uh, for the other things so we can really dedicate this to what you guys want. So as always, thank you for listening to Down in the Den and deuces.